I I was struck by an experiment that a professor ran that I read about a, a couple years ago oh, regarding yeah. what it was like to be a man as opposed to what it was like to be a woman, hmm. right? Because in my mind, it's like, oh, we've come so far, right? I'm always, I'm always thinking, oh, we've come so far. Sure. But I'm a middle-aged white man in the modern United States of America. So ha have I ever needed to come really far? Like, I don't mean that. I've always needed to come really far, but my point is I've never been the one that's been on the end of being oppressed. Sure. What I'm trying to say is from with this experiment with this professor, he separated the men and the women in his class, and he said, if you were going to leave here tonight and go to your car... What goes through your mind? What's that experience like? Hmm. And the men were like, I've got to make sure I get my keys. I go to my car, I get in, I drive away. And the women were like, I make sure I have my keys. I make sure I have my whistle. I make sure I have uh, parked underneath a light in the parking lot so that it's a lit area. I go mm -hmm. to my car. I look under my car as I, as I get up to it. I look in the back seat before I get into the car. Right? Completely different reality. Completely different way and perspective and way to experience something that's a, that to a man was a very mundane, everyday, no big deal thing. Yeah. But to a woman was a completely different experience. Yeah. I am seeing now, and I don't know, this is another thing, I don't know why it's like this for whatever reason right now, but I'm seeing things very, very differently in this past month regarding race. And it's mm -hmm. not like it hasn't always been there, but for me, right. I'm just seeing it differently for the first time and it's rocking me a little bit. And I have two kids of color. Mm. And so I would like to think that I certainly have an incentive to be woke. <laughs> Sure. A, a big incentive to be woke. But now for yeah. whatever reason, like the term Black Lives Matter has a completely different meaning to me now than it did before. Yeah. And it reminds me, that reminds me of the, I thought you were going to go with the direction of, um, and I, I, I was just trying to look to see if I could find it. Um, we'll have to get a source out there for people. There was, an, there was a professor, um, I believe it, yeah, I believe it was a female professor who asked her students, maybe it wasn't even students, maybe it was just at a, at a, uh, like a presentation, almost like a TED talk or something. I, I don't remember exactly. Um, but to ask, you know, her students, everyone in the audience, um, if, if they would be okay being treated like a person of color to go ahead and stand, like if, if, if that would be something that they would be okay with. And, I believe the article goes that like, no, no one stood, you know? And she's like, well, so it's like, so you're aware, so you're aware that it's going on. Like, so you're aware that you would, you wouldn't rather just be, you know, a person of color right now. You don't want to be treated that way. Um, and it, it was a, uh, the, the article goes on. Um, I thought you were going to go with that one. It's a, it's a kind of a, what's I it? haven't heard that one. Oh yeah. Um, I'll see if I can, I'll find the link. I've, I've got it just right on here somewhere. Um, and I'll send it over to you. But the but, fact um, that that's even a thing, that there is 
that there is a mindset associated with being treated as a person of color. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that that is something is the problem, isn't it? Uh, I, so let me, I got to slow down. I got to go in slow-mo here and, and kind of break down the question and the language. So you're saying to say, to be treated as a person of color, like that, that in itself is the problem. Not to say it, yeah. okay. but the fact that we can say it, the fact that it is a thing, right? Like that for yeah. me, like I'm trying to, I, I guess for me, it's like pulling myself out of my own narrow-minded perspective mm -hmm. and seeing things from a broader perspective and, and essentially putting, you know, you like you put yourself in somebody else's shoes, so to speak. Sure. Sure. Which is which is good. I think that that's what we should we should do a lot, and maybe that's what I've been doing more lately. But the fact that it that there is a concept that can be described as being treated like a person of color, mm -hmm. like the because in an ideal world, right, and in a utopia, there would be no being treated like a person of color. There, it, there would just be being treated like a person. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's not the world we live in. Correct. That's not reality. Reality Correct. is there is a concept that has weight and meaning behind it that is being treated like a person of color. And of course, well, apparently when that question was posed to a class, nobody wanted any part of that. Mm hmm. Correct. And, and I want to, and I want to also be clear with this, that what you are currently saying right now, because I feel like there's the, there's a, uh, this is why I say we, we, I got to use the language real carefully and make sure that I'm understanding and, and that kind of stuff. What you're saying is it, the, the part that you're getting caught up on is, is the being treated as, and then you could fill in the blank it's like that there is actually a difference in hierarchy for how you be treated based off of X, Y, Z. And what you're not saying is specifically the phrase, all lives matter. And no, just I'm to be clear, right? No, yes. No, no, no. Good. No, I'm, I'm just checking in. I'm just checking in is all. Cause I, again, it's, it, there's like a, there's a, when, when we're, when we're declaring that like, yeah, because you're saying people, we, there should be equality, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, and and we're recognizing that there isn't by saying that people are being treated as differently based. No, off like of black. Like, the whole the whole Black Lives Matter thing to me has taken on like a bigger, more important meaning for me than it did before. In in uh, what way? Well, be, because. I, I'm starting to see it as much less politicized. Yes. I'm not saying that it that it hasn't been or isn't politicized. Sure. I'm saying sure. that for me personally, I'm starting to see the meaning of it and the importance of it in a, in a completely different way. Like I'm extracting it from the political piece maybe for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, because it's definitely, I think on all sides, it, you know, things are getting hijacked and... Yes, they do. Yes. I, every, everything gets hijacked and weaponized and politicized. And I, I think for whatever, maybe was that video, like I saw the video 
and you just can't even believe that that's freaking that that happened. Yeah. yeah, you can't even I, and and now and now again, maybe that's because I'm in this position where I am fortunate, privileged enough to not believe that that's happened. And and maybe there's a lot of people that see that video and all they want to say is, see, look, look at this. And that, I'm not the person that would have said, see, look at this. I'm the person that, that looks at that and says, I can't believe that happened. Yeah. I can't believe that. It was an atrocity that I, it was an atrocity that was at a level that I haven't experienced maybe in my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, one of the interesting things, even important things about this conversation that like, um, hmm, that I've seen kind of happening is um, this, the, the mass protests and the mass conversation on, on social media, on Facebook, the, the debates, the, you know, everything going on, I think has, has done a really great service of, of, of like the masses have brought awareness, but I think then the individuals, um, are bringing change. And when I say the individual, I think it's also, it could be a one-on-one -on -one conversation like this, but it could also literally just be like the individual within me. You know what I mean? Like, like me as the individual. That, that resonates. You that know? resonates. And that's been me. something that I've had. I I've, um, when we talk about politicizing this and you know, um, that's certainly how I was raised, you know, that, that it's always the left versus the right. And it's the, it's the Democrats versus the Republicans and everything is a political cause and not that there isn't politics involved with this and not that people clearly people are leveraging certain sides for different things. Good, bad. It's happening. But, um, I think when the, when it first started, not when it first started, when the protest first began, uh, um, that was, that's like, that was the default mode for me to react from was, uh, was that, which was how I was, how I've been raised to see everything. Right. So that was like my default. And, and there was so much, um, even though I, even though I was act, even though I was on the other side of like, I was actually, you know, on the black lives matter side. And yet there was this like residual like this uh, like a drag effect like a man like a parachute <laughs> just kind of like pull constantly pulling me back in this way of in, in the back of my mind of of this thought of like yeah but do you know what i mean i don't, I don't know if you know what i mean uh, i do know what you mean i think i know what you mean yeah it's hard it's hard for you to know what i mean i'll try to continue to, to articulate it maybe the best way i could maybe express it is actually maybe that of ego it's like there is this there is this ego portion of me that I, I really had to kill over the last month, like really work actively to kill. And I say ego because it is self-preserving. It's kind of this, this mm. part of me that wants to mm. flare up and protect my identity, protect myself, uh, you know, um, in some way, preserve me being, um, um, good, preserve me being correct, preserve me from being, um, having to, having to be corrected, you know, like, and just being honest right now, like that, I think that's a part of me that was like flaring up in some ways, kind of like when my wife calls my bullshit 
and I, my initial reaction is to either retaliate or to, to, you don't know, like to shut off. It's like a defense, you know? like a defense, yes, exactly. a defense, defense mechanism or something. Yes. And with my wife, it's usually the next day I'm able to come back around and be like, yo, uh, you were right. Like I was, I reacted out of ego. I reacted to try to like, yeah. I, I got, I got no grounds here. And it's been, it's been, a, this is the closest analogy I can, that I can give it, you know, which has been over the last month, it's taken a lot longer than a day yeah. for me to come back around and be like, yo, that's been my ego here to acknowledge yeah. my privilege, right. That I've, that I've been so comfortable sitting in. And so to have my ego really kind of recognize that and, and um, has been a, it's been a trip. Um, yeah, man, it's been a trip and, um, and I'm not through it. <laughs> it's like let's also acknowledge that well i think I, it's actually, because i, I feel like i don't fit in a i don't fit in a box anywhere right now and i think for the most of my life i've been pretty comfortable fitting in a in a certain box that looks a certain way sure and not even realizing that you know to that to the extent at which it was and now i don't I'm not so comfortable in my box anymore because I there are a lot of things about the box that I'm in that I don't like. Yeah. I um, was listening to, there is, there's a lot of the things in the box I don't like. I get that. But it's also, the box is ever-changing too. Um, let, me, let me make this. It I is now. <laughs> uh, Sean Gordon, he, um, he's the uh, CEO of KISS. I believe that's his correct title. He could just be the owner of it. Exactly. Anyhow, he runs Kiss. He and I have been talking lately, and, and he shared a conversation that um, was had with um, Brene Brown as a podcast. And um, he's the author of How to Be an Anti Racist, um, Abram Kendra, Kendry. I, I, I have to look at how to exactly pronounce his name. But he put this book out, um, actually a number of books on how to be an anti-racist. It's a fantastic podcast. I'd also love to link out to that because really powerful conversation. And he said something really profound. At least I thought it was profound. <laughs> it resonated with me. And, and I think it could be easy to use to also justify one's identity or, or behaviors or continual string of behaviors. But I think if we actually are, um, can hold responsibility for ourselves, you, then we can, then we can get clear with it. So this is not to be used as a justification, but actually to be, uh, for the opposite. And he says, um, what I've learned to discover is that, that, that one is not, and I'm going to use a less inflammatory word first, and I'm going to misquote him. So please give me grace on that. Essentially his, his concept that I understood was, um, one is not, um, uh, let me think of a word here, a, um, a forgiving person. One is not a, or an unforgiving person. One is not a, one is not a, um, let me think of another, let me think of this. One is not a compassionate person or an uncompassionate person. One is moment by moment living their life, moment by moment with compassion or uncompassion, moment by moment choosing to make a forgiving action or an unforgiving action. 
in the words that they say, in the policies that they vote for, mm. in the behaviors that they have. And I use the uninflammatory un language intentionally because he, he goes on to say, one is not a racist person, but each thing that comes out of someone's mouth is either racist or anti-racist. Each uh, policy that they choose to vote for or in, against is either racist or anti-racist. And so it's like, it's less of the identity, the weight of the uh, full identity that like, well, listen, man, you and I, we're not racist. Come on. Well, I think it's easy to, to then let ourselves off the hook more or less. And, and he's saying, yeah, sure. That's, but I don't, I don't believe that one is either this or that it's that moment by moment you're either saying something in that moment of being, does that make sense? What I'm trying to articulate? It does. It doesn't maybe in this way, let me, let me, let me throw Please something help me. back. Help me and, find my words here. Well, and see if I'm getting it. I, we have dealt with, um, with my kids in, it just happened yesterday with my kids in particular with lying hmm. and I've known people in my life where I would point my finger and have been hurt by them in different ways where I would say, dude's a liar. Yes. And to label somebody a liar is, is a, is a big deal in my, in my world. But that's different in that I don't, I can't say that I've never lied. I can't say I've never lied, but I would confidently say that I'm not a liar. Mm -hmm. With my kids yesterday, we're dealing with this in that they were having trouble lying about something. They were scared. They were going to be in trouble and they weren't telling the truth. It was real shifty. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't label either one of my kids liars. Yes. But I can tell you right now, they lie sometimes. Yes. Can, can we actually, so that's perfect. And here's an, another interesting thing. Oh man, which book is this from? I'm also reading the new Jim Crow. Oh yeah. Uh, I saw that. I don't think it's, um, okay. I think it's actually from how to be an anti-racist, but, or maybe it's from the podcast. I'm reading, I'm reading a lot right now. I'm just trying to like be in <laughs> you're, it. You're absorbing so much. It's I'm getting absorbing. conflated. But well, so on this point though, one of the interesting things, and I, and I believe it was um, from Kendi's work that he says, the interesting thing about, about this conversation that you just said is that um, people of color have historically been given those titles as a group, whereas white people uh, have been given those titles as, as, or, or labels as individuals. Okay. And, and so I don't know if that makes sense. So, well, is so that example, more of an example of the privilege that we have? Well, yes, yes, exactly. It, it nailed it. So, so meaning we get to justify. So like, well, yeah, that, that white guy, he was, he was a addict, right? Or he, he uh, had anger issues. He was the individual, you know what I mean? Where right. then with people of color, this is what I've, again, I, I'm probably butchering it. But this is what I took away from what he was trying to express people of color. Largely it's the identity of the group is now, well, they are they addicts. Are, yeah. They are, I forget the other example that I gave, um, angry or whatever it may be. And so it's how convenient that we get to kind of like pluck out ourselves. We get to like as parse ourselves. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, well, and so it's a lot of justification. 
yep. for these things. Um, and tr- historically, that's not how people have been treated. It's, it's, it's a lot of they, it's a lot of the, all of the group that gets tied to it. Um, and maybe there's a, there's like a, a theme that goes with that in regards to the, well, they're, they're liars or it's like, maybe if we were to take this idea of, um, identity versus a way of being moment by moment, historically, it seems like histor- uh, people of color have been given the, the label of liar where we, as, as white individuals are like, well, he was just lying. He just lied. He just fed lie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, these, are, I mean, this is, um, it's been real, uh, maybe it, that's obviously, but at that it's been real. <laughs> well, let me, do you think that this is, um, an example of, again, a conceptual scenario where it takes like in order for something big to happen, it requires something big as a catalyst. Uh, Yes, and yet... Why are we, we see? I'm asking, why are you and I seeing things in a, from a different perspective now when yeah. it's been like that for so long? Well, and there's also been a lot of catalysts in the past. Like, you know, it's like right. before this... Which, which is all the more reason why I'm asking, why now? Because there have... Yeah. It's not like this is the first catalyst. Well, so there's a couple thoughts, and I don't know. Certainly, I don't know. I think um, I, we could riff if that's beneficial. I wonder if there's a conversation to be had around a, like a, a critical mass theory. Just like, have we reached a point of critical mass? Mm. Um, maybe it's there. Maybe it has to do with a, potentially an aging out and an aging up. Like an aging out to a certain extent of some of the, the, the policies and, and I don't know if it's individuals who push those policies or, or, you know what I mean? Maybe there's a, maybe there's an aging out there and it's starting to get replaced, Mm. but maybe there's also just an aging up of a, um, like a maturity type of thing. Say that again. Like an older and wiser type of thing is also into the mix. Like is part of the reason we're seeing this clearly, not just because, of critical mass in and of itself, not just because of of aging out regarding uh, policymakers and leaders, and 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 not just politically, but like thought leaders, but also because you and I are getting older and wiser, and seeing things more clearly as we mature. Yeah, and maybe also now for the I don't know if it's for the first time, but really now taking responsibility for our choices and our actions and our stances where like, listen, I'm, I'm still, I think a lot of people would still just call me some kid. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm 33 and um, obviously I'm not a kid at 33, mm-hmm. but sometimes I still feel that way. <laughs> and, uh, but now I have kids and, and like, and so it's um, maybe even what I was talking about of the process of my ego and what it has been, you know, my ego being constantly wanting to look good, feel good, be right. Yeah. Um, white privilege. What? No, not me. It's like, it's that thing yeah. going on in combination yeah. with how I was raised. Right. No yeah. bad. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's, I mean, 
I was gonna say no bad on my parents. You know, I think my parents, they, I, they did their best, you know, um, with the, the, with what they had. Um, and yet, and, and it's been like chipping away, you know, like, man, it's not, we're not that far off, dude. It's like my parents, parents, I, uh, like there was still, uh, some, I, I, like some people were still in slavery, like from their parents, parents, like their grandparents in certain areas in this country, which is insane. We're not that far removed, you know? Um, I feel like I'm rambling right now. I guess maybe in conclusion, what I'm trying to say is I'm now taking personal responsibility and f- for each choice and each statement that I make in a way that I'm not allowing myself to excuse it on, well, it's how I was raised or like, what? I was raised in a small town in Ohio. Like I'm in like, dude, I'm like Midwest Ohio. Like I go out and I drive 20 minutes North of here and I'll drive by Confederate flag after Confederate flag. It's, it's, it's a real deal here. And, and so maybe getting to this place in life that um like to take a stand i'm not sure i get, i get what you're saying i really do i'm i mean i'm i've been raised in central illinois my whole life midwest midwest like i feel like i'm in the midwest of the midwest mhm middle of cornfields um we have hardly any people of color in my town of 17,000 people. And I don't mean to say that and say that that means that this town is bad or there's something wrong with this town. That's not. I love my town. I love my community. But it does mean that we are unable to see things and experience things in in the ways that people of color and other communities with people of color in them to a greater degree than us can see things and experience things. It's, it's logic, it's reason, it's rational thought. I mean, I'm not saying anything that's beyond common sense, right? Dude, this actually just gave me a light bulb in regards to like, why, why now what's happening? Cause same thing, man, same exact situation, but now we have the internet and we have connectivity. And so now I feel Hmm. like it has made the world so much smaller. So now it's not just my little hometown. It's not just my, I, I now actually have, um, like so much more exposure to everything else, so much more education really of like learning about people's experience. I honestly don't know if I would have heard about George Floyd beyond what Rush Limbaugh had to say about him. If this, I'm serious. If this would have been back in, you know, when I was in middle school, do you know what I mean? Oh, like dude, well, we up. wouldn't have seen it because it wouldn't have been filmed. Well, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it? I think it was Will Smith said like, you know, racism is getting worse. It's not getting worse. It's just getting filmed. Exactly. And, and so now, we're filming things. We're, like, we're distributing it. Yeah. Where we, where we have more relationships um, also let's be real too, man. The, it's like consequences. I think like, let's not 
try to be all touristic here and pretend like this is for everyone. Like we're all this kumbaya on it. I think also there's like, um, people are being held accountable now. And, and that's what we're seeing in the, in the industry right now. Businesses are being held accountable to, to the things that they say, but less about the things that they say and more about the things that they do, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and there's a very realness with that. Um, that may start out defensive. It's, I think in, uh, I was in I'm a, scared of that piece. I'm scared of that piece because when I feel threatened, um, and, I, and I'm talking about my perception, I'm not talking about reality. When I feel threatened, and this is, my, yeah. this is the ego thing I think that you were talking about, and I get defensive, doesn't go well for me, right? Like, What do you do? I lash out. I'm a fight guy. I'm not a flight guy. Yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fight guy. And so when I feel um, like I'm being attacked, right? When I feel mm-hmm. like I am being unjust, unjustly um, attacked or persecuted or, or whatever it is, I won't say oppressed. I don't know what oppression feels like. Um, but I do know what it feels like to be attacked. And when yeah. I feel like I'm attacked, I come right back. Yeah. I'm not a flight guy. I'm a fight guy. And, and it's because I'm afraid, right? Like sure. that's, that's at the bottom of it. Like if maybe on the outside it manifests as anger or maybe it, it manifests as um, condescension or arrogance, right? But the root of, of it is for me is fear. And right now I'm afraid. I feel afraid because I don't want to say the wrong thing. I want to do what's right. Um, but I have this, this, I feel helpless at the same time because maybe for one of the first times in my life, I have no idea sometimes what the right thing to say or do is because Mm -hmm. I've seen, I, I watched, you know, I get on the socials and I see people (laughs) saying things and they'll have this huge swarm of support coming from this side and they'll have this huge swarm of condemnation coming from the other side about the same comment or about the same word right and i feel like man that maybe that person should not have said anything and mm-hmm. then i see well silence is violence mm-hmm. so if you don't say anything you're going to have a group of people coming at you for that mm-hmm. and it freaks me out and i get nervous and yeah. i think i don't even know i don't even know what's what to say i don't yeah. even and 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 I because I think if I say X, I'm gonna have A, B, and C come at me from all different, and part of that's gonna be supportive, and part of it's gonna be condemning, and part of it's gonna be an attack, and part of it's going yeah. to be lifting me up. Does that make sense? It does and 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 it's also um, it does make sense, and I I completely resonate. I feel that. And both groups yeah. are gonna call the other group wrong. Sure. Both groups are going to say they're wrong for for supporting you. They're wrong for attacking you. They're wrong for lifting you up. They're wrong for putting you down. Mm-hmm. It's like come to my side. Come to my side. Come to my side. I saw this interesting yeah. quadruple Venn diagram that says, "Yeah, I'm sure you've seen that. That you can be here, you know, yeah. where you say sure. where you can say 
that was atrocious. That was atrocious. This, this is where I stand and this is where I stand. Like, and that kind of goes back to your, um, your identity thing earlier, right? Where you, just because you support or you're against one thing doesn't mean that you support or you're against something else. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I can say black lives matter. And that what happened to George Floyd was atrocious. I can say, I can say both of those things. Mm -hmm. And I can say, um, the, I, I love my community and I, and I am so glad that the police in my town are protecting me and are, and are here because they are. And I can say, and there are, there are bad cops. Yeah. Like I can say all of those things and, and support all of those things. And because I say one thing doesn't inherently mean that I'm against another thing. Doesn't it? Yeah. No. So yeah, I, I resonate. I think there's a couple of thoughts that I have thoughts really. And that's one of the things that like, I've been trying to be humble about is the communication that these are um, like, I'm working it out actively. Uh, I've been um, trying to actively work out my thoughts and my beliefs from a photography education standpoint, but also from like a personal responsibility mindset, self-development standpoint, even just getting into the curiosity of like, what is it that I actually believe? Let's even go the God route. Like, what do I even believe? So what do I even believe? That's yeah. So, but I, what my, my point is like, I'm, I've been actively trying to work out these conversations intentionally live like just like with, with others, with my community, um, like doing, trying to do as often as possible live videos. And one of the things that I've learned from that is I, I'm wrong sometimes <laughs> actually I'm wrong more often than I'm right probably. And, um, there, it reminds me of, and even just mentioning this, this bloke's name will bring up all kinds of, uh, d- debate and, and who knows what people would say about that, but, uh, so be it. Um, so Peterson, Jordan Peterson, he has this, he, he, there's a particular talk that he gave about it not being safe to speak that the, the, it, it was never safe to speak that when you say anything that, um, it's dangerous, it's drawing attention, it's making a statement. Um, and yet, um, and it will, it'll bring people telling you that you're, you're ignorant and you're a fool and whatever. And if you can, uh, if you can learn from that, if you can be humble enough to actually listen and to, to discover and to not retaliate emotionally, um, that you, you'll, you'll grow as an individual, as a person and your ideas will become sharpened. And I, and he goes on to say that it's even more dangerous to not speak because then what are we? We're just a vacuum of our own ego. We're a vacuum Mm. of our own thoughts and just continually being right, looking good, feeling good, um, in, in our own little state of complete ignorance, then your ignorance is bliss. Right. And, and, and then you're just, he, he says, you know, you'll, you'll die in your life of bloody surf. It's like, you'll just be a fool. It's like, you'll, and, um, and so it's not safe. And I've acknowledged that I've recognized that. And I believe that when I speak, I'm looking, I, here's how to, whenever I say anything, I'm looking to be corrected. I'm actively seeking out, um, 
to be refined and, and to be corrected um, from every single person, you know, no matter your age, demographic, whatever it is. And so maybe the correction isn't in the, in the belief itself. Sometimes it's in the belief itself. Sometimes the correction is in how you express that belief, right? Maybe there's, maybe there's something for me to learn in terms of, is it, is it tone? Is it language? You just summed up my entire life. (laughs) <laughs> but there's so much about it. Is it from a, is it from a state and a posture of, of like, cause I could, you could say a, a single statement. Um, but like your tone, posture, energy, sarcasm. I mean, there's so many things that you could do yeah, can change it all. And so, so maybe I'm looking to be corrected. Maybe even in that, if it's a belief that I hold dear and I hold true and I'm going to, that'll be the hill that I'll die on, you know, for lack of better words. It's not well, the what, maybe, it's the how then. Uh, yeah, the the how, the why, the when. To your point of the when, the like when. actually when you the when because you even said like, well, okay, what about you know, uh, how can I? What about supporting you know my local police force that I really believe in? I've got family members who are on that police force, that kind of stuff. But love it, great, yes. It kind of maybe uh, this. I'm live thinking this through. It kind of reminds me of like um, when my kid. And I don't know if I'm going to explain this correctly or not. If my daughter B, she's five, she were to be riding a bike or a scooter. She doesn't ride a bike, her scooter, and she falls. I could, and I, I don't know. I'm, I feel like there's an analogy here that I could, I could go on a lecture about like, well, uh, um, and I don't know. I'm t- I feel like there's something there. I need a journal about this. I if apologize. My kids, if my kids are out riding their bikes, this I think this is what you're saying. You correct me if I'm wrong. My kids yeah, are my out riding their bikes and my son falls and he gets hurt and I go tend to him. And my daughter is looking at me and saying, but dad, I'm important too. Can you come and get, and she wants some attention for this, that, and the other. And my son's bleeding on the ground. I'm going to give him attention then. And for me to look at her and say, Look, your brother needs my help right now. Your brother needs mm-hmm. my attention right now. He's hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love you too. You're great. But your brother needs me right now. And so I am tending to him. I am giving mm-hmm. my time and my efforts and my energy to him. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I don't love my daughter. That doesn't mean that, that her existence isn't just as valid as his. But it does mm-hmm. mean that he needs me right now, mm-hmm. right? Correct, yes. I had never seen it that way before, Ben. I had never considered the Black Lives Movement that way before this. Hmm. Yes. Was that, an, was that the analogy you were trying to get at, something like that? Uh, that's great. It's something like that. I, it, it, it was maybe going to be along the lines of, of a lecture. I, I'm, I'm st- yes, by the way, it's, so it's that, but, but it was actually something else in my mind. And I don't know, I haven't worked it out. And this isn't anything that I've read that I'm trying to recall. It's literally me trying to work this out right now. I've seen myself as a parent when, when something happens to my kid where they get hurt and then I want to go and lecture them about something. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, has that ever happened to you? Like, well, the, come on, if you just would have like, and it's like the timing's off, right? So it's not, it's not when they're hurt to be telling them about, does that make sense? This happened two days ago and my daughter hurt herself. She bonked her nose with her knee and I was giving her a lecture 
on telling her how silly it was that she was sitting that way in the first place. And she was, she was hurt, man. Yeah. She was in so pain some- and she's crying. And I'm like, why would you sit that way? You can't sit that way. When you sit that way, your knee, <laughs> I yeah. wasn't focused at all on the fact that she was in pain. So maybe it's like this. It's like if my kid was out on a scooter and they, God forbid they get like hit by a car or something, right? And they're in the street and, and then, and let's say that car is systematic racism. <laughs> and then I want to go and lecture. I don't know. I, I feel like there's some, You want to lecture them on, on looking this. both ways before you cross the street uh, yeah, next time. Exa- this is what happens when you don't look both ways. I got to really think about this and expand upon it. But sometimes I think when the reason why we're talking about this is because about timing and sometimes it's the yeah. timing. It's like, well, yeah, yes, we support our, our, our police force. You support the, the police officer who's a part of your family or your friend group or whatever. Right. But it's like, man, like, like, like read the room. Like it's, read, there's, yeah. there's a, there's a time for things, yeah. you know, and that time right now, it, well, it's not right now. Now, to your point, what you just said, let's go back to that. Because I actually, yours is actually- Yeah, you're right. You I, I, I didn't get the when. The when piece is what you were giving the analogy for. Yeah, when. but that's okay. But what you, what your thought though was was really important. And this is, man, um, it, it did sink in for me what you just said about the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Because again, my, my while I believe, I have believed that Black Lives Matter, in the back of my mind, it has always been attached to some sort of political thing. And when yeah. uh, I, I became really, I really took the time to learn what it meant. Yeah. That's really what took I'm the saying. Time to actually yeah. like, and, and I saw this um, picture um, of a little girl holding a sign that said, um, what we said was black lives matter. We never said only black lives matter. Yeah. We know all lives matter. Yeah. What we, what's going on is we are hurting right now and we need your help. Yeah. And that, because everyone wants to say like, well, doesn't my life matter? Not everyone. I hold on. Let me not do the group right. thing. Right. Like, but what, what I've seen happen is this conversation in defense of it is like, well, doesn't my, are you saying that my life doesn't matter? Are right. you saying that God didn't make us all equal and that we all don't matter? That's right. not what they're saying. No. And we're not just saying that only black lives matter. That's no. not what we're saying. No. It's that people of color are in danger. Yeah. They're hurting and they need help. And, and that was, that was, that's like, there was some real big, um, like clarity that, 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 um, just a lot of things connected and, and, and really helped me to, um, fight again. I keep saying my ego because I'll, you know, in the political, the politicization of it, it's like they know it. And so they use it to almost strengthen your ego. Right. So like if someone speaks up against something on a post, let's say that there's someone who goes and speaks in defense of something and, and they are angry justifiably. It's like they are, there's a reason they're angry. There's a reason. And, and then somebody else wants to use that as a way to defend their ego, like as a way, like, well, don't make me feel bad. Mm. Don't make me feel shame. Don't, mm. don't attack me. Why mm. can't we just talk about this in a civilized manner? It's like, well, and, and I saw this one as well. It's like, well, listen, we've, we've been trying to talk about this in a civilized manner for the last hundred years. 
It's like, you guys didn't like it when Kaepernick kneeled. You didn't like it when, you know, I and saw it that one too. And yeah, and if now, only they would be now, peaceful, then we could come to some sort of, yeah. A, mm, yep. yeah. Um, but now you see, but now in hindsight, you see all of that differently too, or I should speak for myself. Now in hindsight, I see all of that differently too. Cause what it's like, mean? I remember all the people tearing up the peaceful way to protest something, right? Mm -hmm. When they're, when they're trying to get heard or when they're trying to be seen and, and all of, all the complaints about how that's so awful and disrespectful. And, and now you see this where things, you know, explode sometimes literally. And you do, you see that, well, this isn't the way to do it. They should do this peacefully. There are ways to do this peacefully. And you're like, man, it was right there. Mm -hmm. It was right there over and over. And and you, you were complaining about that too. Mm -hmm. Like the, the, the process of change is a violent process and it's a different violence that we're talking about. And yet I think it's also connected. Working at my thoughts live <laughs> in that like the, the, the killing of our ego is a violent, it's an internally violent process. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and sometimes to the point of what we're seeing right now is that the, everything else hasn't worked. I'm not, uh, yeah, it hasn't worked. You know, maybe it's brought some degree of awareness and I'm curious, you know, you asked the question earlier, why now? Like, why is this suddenly connecting the dots now? Like, why are we talking about this? You know what I mean? Right. And, and I don't know, I'm, I'm just riffing right now, but like the, the, the process of internal change of killing my ego and, and actually, um, holding myself responsible to these things. That's a, that's a violent process. And I'm, and I'm just, and I'm just curious to what extent the, the, the activity, the active engagement of the protest, the physical being like out and the physical stand that people are making is, is, um, like, uh, like empowering <laughs> me uh, in a way to like actively fight against my ego. So I don't know. I'm mean, again, I'm, I'm riffing. Well, <laughs> hopefully I'm not too far in the clouds. One of my but favorite, one of my favorite authors says you have to die before you die. Mm. And that is, and I've never thought about it in this context before, but that, that is a, that can be a very painful process. Like the, the, like you were talking about the internal struggle, right? Against, um, it's kind of against, your consciousness and your ego, maybe like what you're aware of and what's kind of there supporting things underneath all of it, right? Mm -hmm. That's maybe been built and maybe been nurtured throughout your whole life. And it's not like, it's not like that's at the forefront of your mind, but it's happening, right? And so you have this internal structure, so to speak. And when you get to a point maybe later on in life, and maybe this is where the saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks kind of comes from, right? Because as that foundation is built stronger and stronger and stronger, um, you tend to think a certain way and you tend to react in a certain way to certain things. And I feel like for me that this is one of those, and I guess it's a, it's a rare time in my life 
where my very foundation and my very structure is being challenged in mm -hmm. certain ways, not as a whole, but there are pieces of it where you, you're, I'm looking internally at myself and that violence is occurring inside of me. And I think mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I feel worn out too, because you know, if your defense mechanism is strong enough, you'll shoot that stuff down before it even has a chance to affect you. And that has sure. happened, I'm sure, to me before, but it's not happening right now. There are pieces mm -hmm. of me that are relenting. There are pieces of me that are surrendering and submitting to new ways to think and new ways to look at things. Mm -hmm. And it has been scary and painful, yeah. right? To go through that process. Sure. And I, I don't know that that's, you, you just said the, the violence internally and it made me, it made me think of that because that's something that really resonates with me is I, I'm just seeing things differently now. I'm experiencing things differently now uh, than I did before. And part of me is, is embarrassed and ashamed that I haven't seen things in certain ways before now. Um, and the other part of me is like, okay, but now you are. Mm -hmm. And so moving forward looks differently now yeah. than it would have without this. Yeah. How does that look like for you? What is the, and maybe, maybe you can't put words to it yet. I'm still, I don't know yet, but I do know this, that it's going to be important for me to be open to that continually moving forward. Mm -hmm. It looks differently like conversations with friends and family, um, and really standing up for what I believe is right. Um, mm -hmm. in a, in a way that's not so defended and aggressive and, um, maybe being willing even more to see things from other people's perspective. Um, humility is a big piece for me. I need to incorporate uh, humility more. So not just hearing what somebody has to say, but really listening and trying to understand more mm -hmm. from uh, what it would be like to be in their shoes and their perspective without just coming back with a talking point and saying, yeah, but what about this, this, and this, and like running down your list of things that you're prepared yeah. with before, you know, like even going into a conversation about things like that. Um, yeah. Open mind, open heart, um, I think is a big, is a big piece for me. And that is requiring that I die before I die. Um, and that internal structure is, or that internal struggle is real. Mm -hmm. Um and it's uncomfortable and it's scary and it's painful and I think it's important and I think it's necessary and it's not over. Yeah. Either. Yeah. Well, and for me it's this. Uh it's it's like working it out um maybe like publicly in a way. Just like not feeling like I have to have arrived as now a, a, a clear, I've got it figured out. I'm here as this, I'm making a, you know, it's like, well, I'm, 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 I'm working and I'm, and I'm wrestling with it. I'm, and I'm, and I'm working on it now and I'll continue to work it out and I will, and I will fight and I'll fight for you and I'll fight for me and I'll fight for my kids to like get clear um, and not have to wait till I'm like the, the everything's perfect 
You know, I, I don't know if that makes any sense. And maybe that's why some people are scared to talk because they feel like they've got to have it figured out. Yeah. They've got to have it right. Yeah. And, and I know I felt that for sure. And I still, I yeah. think there's still that in me. Um, and yet I see the importance of allowing people like, okay, so let's talk about like, like the platform, you know, like I have a platform, I have an audience. Yeah. One of the responsibilities I feel like I have to my audience. And this is when we've started, I can I acknowledge this real quick. <laughs> when we started talking and you said we're recording, oh, this is already recording. I was like, Oh, sh- 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 like what's going like, like, do you know what I mean? Like that's going on in my mind. Um, and, uh, and, and, and yet it's like, it's like, it's okay. I'm surrendering to it because well, let's, let's actually do the work that I'm talking about, which is, yeah. I think one of the things that I, that I can do with my audience is actively work this stuff out in public, like, or to work it out loud, you know, with you in this conversation right now and to share, like to show people that that's possible, that change is like, it's okay actually like to grow and to change and to, um, yeah. Um, to but it's ugly and we don't like to be ugly. It's no, uncomfortable it's a, and yeah, we don't I like to be uncomfortable. Good, be good, be right. It's you know, scary it's like, and we don't like to be scared. Yeah. Well, that and we're just like, a you know, let's call it is. We're a couple of white dudes, you know, who are photographers just talking about this stuff. <laughs> and so all of that. And that, and that actually, I think is, that is the stand for me is um, to be willing to, to work it out as just a, Oh, as a couple of white dudes for me as, as just like a white guy, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm committed to working it out and, yeah, and willing, willing to work positive. it out. That's that, that's big to me. That get I get that. Yeah, I get that. Well, thanks for talking, thank, man. I don't want to talk about photo. Like what do we, here's the I, thing too. Can we real quick? I don't want to, I want to talk about this real fast. Cause I was just, I, I just uh, was in a podcast and and I was having, I brought up similar conversation points and I know people listening are going to be like, why, like, what are you doing? This is like a, this is supposed to be about photography. It's supposed to be about business. It's supposed to like, and, and my personal life is not separate from my business. My business is my personal life. My personal life is my business. And I'm not even a personal brand. And that is still true for me. And, and, and someone asked me what, success looked like for my business. And my answer to that was the same answer for what happiness looks like for me personally. Mm. And what happiness looks like for me personally is what success looks like for my business. And that is that I like myself and that I contribute to others currently right now. I'm sure that in a month it'll change a little bit. And, and a part of me liking myself is contributing to others. And um, and that's why like, this is, it's the same thing. It's like, how, have you ever been in a fight with your wife or, or something? And then you try to go to work the next day and how, in effect, at least for me, how ineffective I am when I don't like myself. Cause I've been an asshole at home and I, and I'm not contributing to others who need me, who, uh, who need me to be showing up. Maybe needs not the right word. Um, want me to be showing up. Maybe need is, I don't know. Um, well, this is, this is that. That's, it's, I, that's convicting. Yeah. Willing. You have left me with lots to think about. I thought, I initially <laughs> thought we were going to talk about 
uh, sales. <laughs> we can do that another time too, man. I we really will. enjoy sales. <laughs> we will. But the when, see, it's the when piece. It is the when piece. Now was not the time for you and me to talk about sales. Yeah. I would have felt like I was just in a fight with my wife and here I am just rolling in here talking about sales. Yep. And I had that big elephant sitting on really on my back, just this like I'm talking about sales right now and there are other things to talk about. Yeah. Thank you for doing so. Thank you for your time. Um yeah. Ben Hartley, I appreciate you and and where you're at and 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 how you've even helped me today. Thank you. Thank you. Man, same. Appreciate you.